Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The last two days have made me question everything I ever thought I knew about college football. Tina hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We sat here for damn near an hour yesterday and talked about shocking coaching departures. All of it based off of Lincoln Riley leaving his cushy job at Oklahoma to go to a diminished USC. And then what does LSU do? They steal Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. What is happening? Are there any destination jobs left in college football? Ken Levick alive Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the cool yet sunshiny Intracoastal. It is Tuesday. I did, I totally forgot to take out the garbage this morning. That's going to be a problem when I get home tonight. Christina Costanza, Tina Home Team. You'll hear her again at 3 o'clock with Josh and Dean on the home team, but she is kind enough to grace me with her presence and help me out until 1 o'clock. Thank you, Tina. You're so welcome, and you're definitely going to get in trouble when you get home for not mm-hmm. taking out the Josh. Tuesdays are my garbage days, too. Well, we do Tuesday and Friday, so at least I have like a backup uh, backup day. Friday's recycling as well, Oh, um, but uh, still going to get in trouble. All right, so I don't know what's happening. I, I, I don't quite understand what we're seeing right now in college football but I'm starting to get the sense that this is unprecedented will it open a Pandora's box of just constant coaching movement like this resembles European soccer where you just go chase the biggest dollar amount but at least in European soccer there are these massive names Manchester United or Juventus, or the, these, these gigantic clubs where there's the prestige of being a part of them that is a part of the draw. Just so happens they can pay the most, but being part of that prestige means something. We're in a spot with college football now where I don't actually know if prestige matters any longer. This isn't a conversation about loyalty or sticking it out at a school, or sticking it out at a program. This is a conversation about whether or not in modern-day college football there are any more destination jobs left. I think what comes off is so shocking and so stunning and so surprising about the last couple of days is that we've never quite seen a scenario where... Powers, powerhouses, football factories, year after year, national championship contenders are being raided and raided by programs where you're not actually sure that these are better situations for ex-coach. Think about it. Could you imagine Oklahoma, where Lincoln Riley has in five seasons 
gone to three college football playoffs, has won four Big 12 championships. Could you imagine Lincoln Riley gets a Saturday phone call from USC, a program that really hasn't done any winning since Pete Carroll left and they were put on probation and Reggie Bush got in trouble and you go down the line. They haven't won since then. In fact, the most winning they actually did came after Lane Kiffin was fired on the tarmac and... Then an interim won a couple of games. And then Steve Sarkeesian was drinky and drunk and fired. And Ed Orgeron took over and nearly earned himself the USC job before going to LSU. That's the most winning USC has done. And they make a phone call to a guy who wins his conference championship every year and competes for a national championship every year. And that guy says, yeah, I'll come coach you. Like, that's stunning in and of itself. USC pulled off a coup. But then, it not only happened once, it happened less than 24 hours later, where LSU rocked by accusations of poor behavior from their previous coach, Les Miles. The savior at Orgeron comes in, the man from the bayou, leads LSU to a national championship, but that honeymoon lasted the snap of a finger because he's reportedly bringing girlfriends to practice and he doesn't care about coaching the team anymore and the team craters and they start losing, so he gets let go. So what does LSU do? Legendary Notre Dame. Hey, you know what? We're going to go take their coach, the clean-cut, buttoned-up Brian Kelly. And Brian Kelly at Notre Dame with all of that tradition, all of that prestige, all of that winning, double-digit wins in his last five, double-digit wins in seven of his years at Notre Dame. And LSU calls and says, you want to be our coach? That's my, my, best, my best Cajun impression. <laughs> and Brian Kelly says yes. He said yes to leave Notre Dame. Notre Dame has never had a coach leave to go somewhere else. It's Notre Dame. That's Rudy. That's Touchdown Jesus. That's South Bend. That's Ariparsegan. That's Newt Rockney. That is college football. And Brian Kelly said, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go to the SEC. And that's where we're at now in college football in 2021. Me growing up, Young Ken with the big ears and the gangly arms and the nerd who watched college football all the time. There were jobs that were always destinations. And when that job was open, it was a massive deal. Notre Dame's at the top of the list. I remember how big it was growing up in Chicago when Lou Holtz ended his tenure at Notre Dame. I remember how massive that was. Because he won a national championship. He was a hero. And now the Notre Dame was, job was open. Nebraska was another one of those jobs. You had to go there. Because that's college football. USC became that when Pete, Gar- uh, Pete Carroll lifted it back to prominence. Miami. Destination job. Alabama. Destination job. But now, in back-to-back days, we have the head coach of Oklahoma going to coach USC, and we have the head coach of Notre freaking Dame 
going to LSU. And we're talking huge money. And so I'm just wondering, has money now washed out the thought that there are any destination jobs left in college football? Is there anything to be said for prestige any longer in college football? Is Ohio State still a destination job? And sorry, Canes fans, but Miami, that's not a destination job for the biggest names in the sport. But apparently USC is. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? And I think it's a serious, legitimate question now because Notre Dame just lost its coach to what you could argue is, yes, a program capable of winning national championships, but also a program that more often than not lives in the second tier of the SEC. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? What are those destination jobs? Because I don't think those exist anymore. When Notre Dame gets poached, the idea of a destination job, of a dream job, that's dead. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? We spent the last couple of weeks putting Miami up against Ole Miss or putting Miami up against LSU or putting Miami up against USC. And it's become clear that in in this day and age in college football, that 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 you logo, that you brand that remember the echoes of the Orange Bowl, that 2001 greatest football team ever assembled, I don't think that matters anymore. When Brian Kelly, who is largely done, and I don't love Brian Kelly. I don't love Brian Kelly. I think he's smarmy. I think he's dishonest. He allows student managers to go up 50 feet in the air in high winds and they die and he says, oh, not my fault. Uh, He's not a great dude. But Brian Kelly's done a really good coaching job at Notre Dame. He's gone to two college football playoffs. He's been in a national championship game. It's not, it's not like Miami, because in Notre Dame, not only do they have tradition, but they also still win. Miami doesn't win, but they have the tradition. So that's fine. You can sit there and think that Miami is a destination job, but it's clear it's not. But one of the reasons now, maybe the new destination job in college football is who's going to pay the most. And Miami ain't paying anyone what USC's giving Lincoln Riley. Miami ain't paying anyone what LSU is giving Brian Kelly. Maybe the new destination job is money. Maybe it has nothing to do with location any longer. Maybe that's just a small part of it. But I assure you, if Lincoln Riley was not getting $110 million in his new contract at USC, If Lincoln Riley was not having both of his houses in Norman, Oklahoma paid for by USC. If Lincoln Riley 
wasn't having a $6 million mansion bought for him by USC. If Lincoln Riley wasn't being given use to a private jet 24-7 for his family at USC, the weather wouldn't matter. Lincoln Riley wouldn't be going to USC. Miami, not doing that. Uh Uh-uh. Brian Kelly, he's making damn near $15 million a year now at LSU. Baton Rouge becomes a lot more attractive than being at Notre Dame when you're making almost $15 million a year. Miami ain't doing that. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? I don't think so, just based purely on prestige, on tradition, on geographic location. Huh, but we're in a fertile recruiting ground. It doesn't matter. It never mattered. You got to pony up. That's where the destination lies now. Destination equals dollar signs. Destination job no longer equals what did you do 20 years ago. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? If so, what are they? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll get to your tweets in a moment at ESPN West Palm. Tina, where are we starting? Brian in Boca. Brian's in Boca. Brian, you're on Ken Levicka Live. What's going on, Brian? Hey, I, I, think you're, I think you're missing the point a little bit okay. on the destination. Now, because these coaches leave, another coach comes up. And who's to say Luke Fickle comes in at Notre Dame, and that's his destination job. It's college football coaching is turnkey. We all know that. They're there for a short time. But it's in the perspective of the guy coming in. Is that his destination spot? Because one guy left for a new destination. Personal preference, and Brian Kelly, uh, eight weeks ago, or eight days ago, basically said, I would never leave Notre Dame. I'm sorry, eight days ago said, yeah, I would never leave Notre Dame. I would never leave Notre Dame. And then what happened? LSU came with the money. So Notre Dame certainly seemed like the dream job when, and you mentioned Fickle, Brian Kelly came from the same place, Cincinnati. Yeah. That's the dream job. So what's to say that Fickle at some point isn't going to be, if he goes to Notre Dame, because I feel like he may be deep in his heart holding out for something at Ohio State. I feel like that might be the final destination and appreciate the call. Sure, you can sit there and say, yeah, that's my dream job. That's the destination. That's where I want to be. That's where my heart lives. Do you think when Lincoln Riley took the Oklahoma job, he thought to himself that he would ever be leaving Oklahoma? Do you think after going to -to -to back-to-back-to-back college football playoffs, Lincoln Riley ever thought that he would be leaving Norman? a place where you win a championship constantly, a place where you're going to the SEC in just a couple of years? Do you think Brian Kelly, when he left Cincinnati to go to Notre freaking Dame, said, ah, you know, at some sometime down the road, I'm sure I'll be wooed out of here by an SEC job? No. So you can't just automatically say that, yeah, Notre Dame would be Ryan Fickle's dream job. Because we thought it was Brian Kelly's dream job. And again, eight days ago, Brian Kelly talked about how he would never leave Notre Dame. Yet today, Jack Swarbuck, the AD at Notre Dame, had a press conference. And he said that he could get the sense that Brian Kelly was distracted 
over the last several weeks, and there might have been people talking in his ear. Here's the exact quote from Brian Kelly eight days ago where he was asked about ever leaving Notre Dame. He said, nope, I never see it unless a fairy godmother comes by with that $250 million check, end quote. Well, guess what? That fairy godmother was purple and gold, and that fairy godmother had a contract with almost $15 million a year in it, and that was enough to get him to leave Notre Dame. I don't know Luke Fickle. I'm sure he's a great guy. But that quote, and then eight days later, what Brian Kelly did, that suggests to me that every college football coach, no matter the cushy Power 5 national championship potential winning job they have, money still talks. And that's what college football has become. That's what the market dictates now. This sport that we love, this sport that we gamble on, this sport that we pledge our allegiances to, it's all dictated by big cash now. And who's going to coach your team and who isn't? And I don't know if it's damaging for college football, but I do know that's the new reality, is that this is money. It's no longer about the hallowed halls of Lincoln, Nebraska, or the powerful tradition of Notre Dame, or the allure of the swag at the U. It has nothing to do with any of those things, and it's can you pay? Can you pay? And this always goes back to the Canes, who, by the way, still have a coach. They can't pay. And that's why they're not going to get their big-timer unless it's Cristobal. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? If so, what are they? Because I have my doubts now after Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame. Leaves Notre Dame to go to what is right now currently a second tier SEC team, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. No second tier there. That's top tier all the way. In fact, number 19 internationally in sport business rankings of the top MBA sport management programs across the the world. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Why are they ranked so high? Why are they recognized internationally? Well, that's easy. They have professors that are in the sports industry. Dr. Jim Reardon, the man who runs the program in Boca, has all the connections you need for the finest internships, the ins into the sports industry. With the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, the potential of a dream job makes it a reality. It's no longer a dream when you have one foot in the sports industry simply by getting into the FAU MBA Sport Management Program and getting your MBA in Sport Management at Florida Atlantic. 22 years of doing it. The results speak for themselves. Hundreds of graduates that have gone on to a job in the sports industry, in the pros, in college, at the local level, across the board. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Find out more. You can take classes remotely or on campus in Boca. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 
Are there any destination jobs left in college football? What are those destination jobs? Because I think that thought is gone, thanks to Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Who's the best fit and the worst fit for their no, their new school with this entire carousel going on? We'll talk about that next. Tina hanging out. Christina Costanza, the home team. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Notre Dame just had its coach poached. Did you ever think you'd see the day? No matter what you think about Notre Dame, and I happen to not be a big fan of Notre Dame, but that's Notre Dame still. Like that's, I mean, Tina. I knew Notre Dame. Yeah, like you, when I was a child, they were a big deal. You're not a. You've been fed the. You were fed the the Rudy propaganda, which is how you knew Notre Dame. But you know Notre Dame. Like that's just a. It's a name synonymous with with football. Yes. Yes. Man, destination jobs are a myth now. Destination jobs don't actually exist now. In college football. If you think that's wrong, I'd love to hear you pitch your case for an Ohio State or I don't know, like again, like Texas. You think Sark is enjoying his time in, in Austin right now? You think that's fun for him? Losing seven in a row? Making a lot of money. Think he's having fun though? I don't know if there's a destination job anymore. What are the destination jobs left in college football? What are they after Notre Dame gets its coach plucked? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. want to tell you about my boy, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. I know that you hear a lot about personal injury attorneys. You drive down the road. And you see billboard after billboard. You watch the news. It's commercial after commercial. They all say, we're working for you. We're here for you. Give us a call. We'll fight hard for you. A lot of that's just lip service, though. They say it because they want your business. More importantly, they say it because they want your money. That's not Pat. That's not Lawler and Associates. I've known Pat for an awful long time. There's a reason that his consultation is free. He wants to make sure that he and the folks at Lawler and Associates can take on your case and win your case and get you the compensation you deserve. Slip and fall, an automobile accident, a motorcycle accident, a boating accident, Pat's going to fight for you. He's going to work for you. Lawler and Associates, they have decades of trial experience. They know how to battle for you. They know the right process to take, and they're trusted. That's the biggest thing. It can be a rough industry. Trust is a big deal and the core of what Pat Lawler and Lawler Associates do. That's wanttolawyerup.com for that free consultation. Wanttolawyerup.com, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. All right, let's uh, hit up Twitter here because uh, we asked the question, what are the the destination jobs left in uh, college football? In back-to-back days, 
We have had Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma for USC. I mean, Tina, I did an hour yesterday. An hour, almost a whole damn hour on what are the most surprising coach boltings of all time. Because Lincoln Riley going to USC seemed downright stunning on Sunday when it happened. I never heard of Lincoln Riley until this. So just trust me on so, this. So yeah, I, I, I will trust you that this is a big deal. It is a big deal. And then Brian Kelly going to LSU, leaving Notre Dame. It's not even where he ends up. That's part of the story, but 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 voluntarily leaving Notre Dame, which you would think is still one of the few jobs where someone gets it and they say, I want this to be a lifetime appointment. They want to go full Supreme Court justice on it. And he just left it. He 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 just left it. To chase dollars. It's one thing for me to be surprised, though. Dopey me pontificating on air every day at noon here in the, the West Palm Beach market. But Paul Feinbaum on his show yesterday and then this morning on SportsCenter, he was talking about the ramifications of Brian Kelly to LSU. And even he, the great Paul Feinbaum, he's done a little bit better than me in the industry. He was shocked. Listen to this from Paul Feinbaum on Brian Kelly. The idea that Notre Dame, which growing up, Notre Dame was it. There was no bigger name than Notre Dame. Uh, everybody uh, looked at Notre Dame to, to see you know, what, what the best and the brightest look like. And the idea that a coach who's been there 12 years, who's been very successful, is on the verge of his best recruiting class, maybe get in the playoff, maybe not, probably not. Leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU, it is one of the most shocking things that I have ever encountered. One of the most shocking things that I have ever encountered. And it, that's Paul Feinbaum. It is. It truly is. Like I said earlier, everything I thought I knew about college football and what's desirable and what's not has been completely torn to shreds. I mean, just blown to shrapnel over the last 48 hours. This is wild. Like, this is unprecedented. And I still don't quite know if a Pandora's box has been opened where we're going to see every offseason these big-time Power 5 coaches. Like, it's one thing for, for James Franklin to leave Vanderbilt to go to Penn State. Vanderbilt sucks. Yes, it's in the SEC, but Penn State's an appreciably better job. You have two guys who have won championships or been on the doorstep of national championships, both leaving their programs for arguably... Worse jobs, but significantly more money. I don't know how to how to consume that. Is that opening a Pandora's box? Or are we never going to see something like that before? Like this is crazy. Now you know Tina where I stand on making a run for the money. <laughs> you know that if I love ESPN West Palm and I love all of you listening right now, but fifty million. Yeah, if someone came calling and said, uh, "Hey Ken, uh, six figure, bye." Bye. I'd be gone. I'd be gone. <laughs> I shut off the mic. I'd run out the door, and you'd have to do the remaining half hour. That's what I'm saying, though. Like this is, I, I kind of think. Well, okay. Here's the two things. Fifteen million dollars. That's a lot of money. And I, I get <laughs> yeah. it. I get it. Like per year, not just total contract. Yeah, that's per cr- year. That's crazy money. They're going to teams that are you. You say not as great as you know. Again, Notre Dame to LSU. But what if they? Again, that's a lot of money. And then, again, they're going to this worst team, but they could make that team. Like, really, I think it's just a passion for the game. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yes, making a lot of money. And the passion for money. And, yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, that's a bonus. You get to get a team that maybe isn't doing too great, pick them back up, bring them back to the top, 
and you're getting paid $15 million a year? That doesn't sound great to you? It sounds good. And maybe there is something to be said for it being a professional challenge. That's what you're sort of getting at. Uh, a chance to take on a, a, a new project. But neither of them had won a national championship at their previous school. So now they're going to some place. And LSU was just in it a few they years ago. They just did win it a couple of years ago with Ed Orgeron and Joe Burrow at quarterback. Absolutely. Uh, but Brian Kelly is such a weird fit, I think, for LSU. I, I, I can't imagine him. I mean, nerdy Brian Kelly going down to the bayou. Like, I, I don't... I, I, I don't know how that's going to work. That seems like a weird fit. Like Lincoln Riley, young, energetic, clean cut, kind of looks a little bit like a movie star. He'll fit in well at USC. But even Lincoln Riley I have questions about because this is a guy who's real sensitive. Any criticism he gets, and that was in Norman, Oklahoma. And I know you've never been, Tina, but there's no. nothing in or around Norman, Oklahoma, okay? The media that cover Oklahoma... In Norman, Oklahoma, not exactly New York media. They're definitely handling you with kid gloves. And Lincoln's sensitive. And Lincoln is combative. And Lincoln Riley is someone who, after a a student reporter from the student newspaper at Oklahoma this year, was able to break a story on an injury to a quarterback because he simply watched practice from a dorm room. Lincoln Riley banned media for the rest of the year. Like That's how sensitive that guy is. Wow. He's going to go to L.A. It's going to meet some friction. If he's going to act like that and be in his feelings like that, it's going to be a rough ride for him. Well, well, hey, he can just block the media. He's still, he's still making all this money. <laughs> and do whatever like he, he wants. Like, that he, he probably doesn't care. He's going to be like, hey, I don't, you don't have to be here if you want to say all this stuff. I don't like it. You may go home and be upset at night, but he's still making the big bucks. There is something to be said for what you brought up. Uh, yeah, th- this is a passion for the game. Yeah, I don't think but, like money's great, but I think it's really like if you're if, and, and two, you want to be a good coach, you're going to keep making that money. If you're just there for the money, you're you're not going to stay there long because you're not if they don't care about it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But I also think in a place where neither of those coaches actually won a national championship, they're leaving some significant unfinished business going to their new locales. I think that Brian Kelly has a better chance to win quicker than Lincoln Riley does based on resources, though USC is a bit easier conference in the Pac-12 to elevate themselves. Either way, the motivating factor here, the majority motivating factor, is money. Perhaps you're right, and there's a passion for football, and this is a professional uh, a, a professional decision where I want to I want to bring something back to prominence. Maybe, maybe, but it's a lot easier to make that decision when you're having your two houses paid for uh-huh. and having a new mansion bought a mansion bought for you. Yes, and having a private plane given to your family. Yes, and in Brian Kelly's case, going down to make almost fifteen million dollars a year. That makes that decision to challenge yourself Bye. professionally a lot easier. Exactly. Are there any destination jobs left in college football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Uh, the question on Twitter, what are college football's destination jobs? Uh, Finhead replies, when they're paying $100 million contracts anywhere. I'll coach at the University of Siberia for that pay. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> Me too.
Uh, Siberia, by the way, uh, I was watching a documentary, this was probably, I don't know, a year ago, on lemmings. Do you know what lemmings are? No. Uh, They live in cold weather climates, and uh, what they do annually is they get in big groups, and they throw themselves off a cliff. Those are lemmings. Are they animals? Yeah. Okay. What do you think they were? I had no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I had no idea what they were. They're small, furry, hamster-looking animals, and And they they throw themselves off. They get together and they throw themselves off, um, off of a cliff. That's so sad. Yeah, it is. It is really sad because they're very cute. And then they hit the (laughs) ground and they're they're very um they're very flat and dead. (laughs) Uh, the uh, Hooter hater on Twitter, Texas, Bama, Florida, Ohio State. Georgia, LSU, USC, Michigan would be top-tier jobs, in my opinion. Texas, yes. But again, only because they're paying. They have overpaid every coach that they've had since Mac Brown for zero results. Texas, based off prestige, is not a draw because they only have one national championship in the last 50 years. Alabama, it wasn't that. Before Nick Saban took over. Now, perhaps it's a destination job. But again, I think only if you pay. Bama's special because Nick Saban made it special. Not because they're doing anything extraordinary with money. Florida? Are they really a destination job? Is that why Billy Napier is the new head coach? Uh Uh-uh. I don't think so. Ohio State, you can make a case. Michigan, you could probably make a case. LSU, no. Money made them a destination job. By the way, if anybody can tell me how LSU in a state of Louisiana that is in financial peril is paying Ed Orgeron $17 million buyout and then able to pay Brian Kelly $15 million a year, can someone explain to me how they're actually able to do that? I'm a dope. I don't get math. But that doesn't add up. That doesn't seem like that's a good idea. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. When we return, there's been a lot of discussion about these coaches breaking up with their student athletes. It's disgusting. And they only spent a couple of minutes talking to them before they walked out the door. What is actually the right way to break up with somebody? And what was your go-to breakup move? We'll discuss that when we come back. She's Christina Costanza. You'll hear on the home team today at 3. I'm Ken Levesque. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levesque Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levesque. Breaking news. The Miami Hurricanes still have a head football coach. weeks since the loss to Florida State. Man, he's gone. Blake James got fired. Man, he's gone. What's the date today, Tina? It's uh, November 30th. 30th. Man, he's not gone. Like I said yesterday, time is running out. So we can put Miami's merits, what it is as a job or isn't as a job, we can put it out there, compare it to this job and that job and this job and that job. But it doesn't make a damn bit of difference until they actually do something. Like somebody needs to go down to Coral Gables and get that stick out and poke them. See if they can do something. Because, man, 
a lot of you out there, and I feel for you, you invest a lot, a lot into Miami football. And you haven't gotten a lot of love back for quite some time. And you felt like this might be the time where you could go out, you could get a big fish. You've already seen reports where Miami's willing to start putting a lot of cash into athletics and specifically into the football program. But all that so far has been a lot of talk. Because while USC is grabbing Lincoln Riley inexplicably from Oklahoma and LSU is shockingly going to South Bend to steal Brian Kelly away, Manny Diaz is still your coach. And his assistants are still out recruiting. And signing day is coming up on the 15th. We're 16 days away. And there's no athletic director. But other than that, you're sizing up well with the rest of the powerhouses in college football. Minus the wins, of course. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. It's presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years doing it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Your path to the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. All right, so... Last night, Brian Kelly took the LSU job, and all his players, of course, because it's 2021, didn't find out from him. They found out, Tina, on social media. Yes. They found out on Twitter. They found out watching SportsCenter. There's no longer a situation in sports, and especially when it comes to college football, where coaches are going to be able to get out ahead of it and actually talk to their players before it's announced that they're taking another job. Why? It's just not possible. Because someone's always leaking. The team that just made the hire wants to make sure it's out there to get the fan base excited. And generally, that's happening right after Inc. is put on the contract. And generally, Inc. is put on the contract at the new place. So the new head coach has to go back to the old place in order to address his team. And by that time, new cycle's full go. And you wouldn't want to tell your team before, like, the ink is on the paper just in case. Just in case, yeah. You know, it doesn't happen, but there was, like, uh, you already told them. It's like, oh, wait, Correct. just kidding, it didn't Correct. work out. That's going to be a little awkward. Like, okay. uh, you know what, fine, I'm okay settling for you guys. It's good. So, Brian Kelly, he, he, and this is why no coach will ever be able to get out in front of it, because even the text message that Brian Kelly sent in a group text to his team last night was leaked. Yeah. So this is, this is the text message from Brian Kelly, okay? To his Notre Dame team. As he was heading back to South Bend to meet with them this morning. Men, let me first apologize for the late night text. And more importantly, for not being able to share the news with you in person that I will be leaving Notre Dame. I'm flying back to South Bend tonight to be able to meet with you in the morning. But the news broke late today. And I'm sorry you found out through social media or news reports. I will have more to share when we meet tomorrow at 7 a.m., But for now, just know that my love for you is limitless, and I'm so proud of all that you have accomplished. Our program is elite because of your hard work and commitment, and I know that will continue. I will share more in the morning when we meet. Again, my sincere apologies for not being able to be the one to share the news directly with you, Coach Kelly. So you read that, Tina. What are your initial reactions to that? Well, I read this this morning, and I was really confused because that's where I had the questions of why couldn't he tell them before going there? Why, you know, just what else could he have done? Um, well, I think he feels bad, but he also said that it was, he, he sent the message late at night, but it was already released like hours before. Mm -hmm. Like I would think if you would right when he knows that it's been leaked and out in the public, he would text them immediately. And it sounds like he, 
he texted him probably hours after this was leaked. Well, I'm sure he's probably meeting with board of trustees members at LSU. It wasn't just he flew down there to sign the contract. He had a lot of people that he had to meet as well. And he's got to go. He's checking out the practice facilities. He's having initial discussions about staff, support staff, things like that. Just to give you a little insight into how the yeah. transition works. You know what stood out most to me with that? What? I'm going to come break up with you at 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. That's that's what stood out to me. Like, if I was in, in, in high school or in college, and my high school or college girlfriend texted me, and we've been having problems, and things were not working out, uh, and she would have texted me, hey, and you know what the text is, we need to talk, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's the, always the, the text. The text read, we need to talk at 7 a.m. <laughs> I would have just replied with, Come get your toothbrush. Yeah. I'll bring your toothbrush. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll actually drop it off at your place. (laughs) Yeah. I am not going anywhere at 7 a.m. ever to get broken up with. Yeah. Never. Sorry. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, why would they want to go to a meeting the next morning, 7 a.m., to be just told what you were already just texted? Oh, hey, I'm leaving. You know how... I'm sorry. I love you, but I'm leaving. And you know how damn cold it is at 7 a.m. in late November... In South Bend, Indiana? Hell no. I'm not rolling out of bed for that. No. No way. You're going to break up with me at 7 a.m.? I don't need it. We're good. We're good. We had fun together. Uh, You were a lot of fun. It didn't work out. And good luck with your next relationship. Bye. That's how I would handle that. Yeah, I would. I bet not every player showed up this morning. How did all of you handle a breakup? I know it's easy to say, oh, you got to do it face to face. But you don't have to. (laughs) You don't have to. I, early in high school, would send a conduit (laughs) to go do the job. You're horrible. It's high school. Who cares? Feelings are so, so overrated early in high school. (laughs) What was your go-to breakup move? Was it a 7 a.m. meeting like Brian Kelly? What was your go-to breakup move? Because mine generally was just sort of a... Quick, hey, I think we shouldn't see each other anymore. That was as I evolved past the conduit. Yeah, I think we're done. And it didn't require any more conversation. Cut and dry. You don't beat around it. You don't even say, it's my, it's my fault. It's me, not you. No, no, no. You say, I don't think we should see each other anymore. I was directing to the point. Didn't like to do it, but had to do it. What was your breakup move? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. What about you, Tina? Uh, how, how often did you break up with people? All of them. Because you were, you, uh, you were the one who... I was the heartbreaker. I broke wow. up with all my boyfriends. Wait, Tina, so you're the one. You never got broken up with. You delivered the breaking up. I was the heartbreaker. Oh, my God. I didn't have many boyfriends, but I broke up. I've broken up with all my boyfriends. That is so boss of you. <laughs> I love that. So you rolled around, Seminole Ridge cheerleader, the queen of Loxahatchee, <laughs> and nobody, and, and, and you were the one who dictated your, your dating future. Well, yes, I only, wow. I didn't have many boyfriends. I only really had two serious boyfriends in high school, and one of them was from my sophomore year till I, we graduated and we were still dating. So I didn't have, I only had two boyfriends in high school, but yes. Both breakups were very different, too. So, you know, one was a little bit more serious because I was dating someone for a long time. Wow. But, yeah. Were, so, did you, you made sure that everything was, like, face-to-face, or did you do it over the phone? Because I did have a couple occasions where I did it over the phone, just out of sheer convenience. Like, sorry. Like, I needed to get it done. My, like, 
recent, like before my fiance, obviously my most recent one, I had to do over the phone because I, I, I'm way too, I just give in way too easily. And, ah. and it had to, it was like a breakup that just had to happen. Like it was just being strung along, but had it to was happen. toxic. It yeah. was needed. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't actually do it in person. And then they, yeah, they actually gave all my stuff to a friend and they gave me back, like, and then never saw him again. Interesting. Yeah. How long did that phone call take? Uh, not very long. I had to just do it and get off the phone. See, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Oh man, this is funny. Jeanette Javier just texted. You'll hear her with Evan Cohen later today. Oh Uh, man. Commercial free here on ESPN 106.3. Break up in public so they don't make a scene and I can go on to the next bar. (laughs) Oh Yes. Jeanette, I, I love her. I, I, man, that's, uh, I, I couldn't do that, but I had to make it quick because I'm like you, I would cave. I'd just be like, I don't think we can do this anymore, but I definitely didn't like take the blame on myself. I wasn't like, oh, it's me. It's me, not you. It's a-. No, we're done. We're good. Yeah. We're bye. Yeah. Bye. But yeah, I would cave and I, and then like, no, we should talk more. No, 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 I did pay him $5, so it wasn't for naught. Oh, wow. Capitalism. How, how nice of you. He earned his pay. <laughs> there you go. What was your go-to breakup move? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Christina Costanza. She'll be in with the home team, as always, at 3. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. The revelation that Tina was the one who delivered the breakups every time. Yep. Wow. I, I'm not, I don't want to say that I underestimated you. Like you're, you're someone who definitely, you're strong-willed. But I also know that you're like a weepy crier, too. Yeah, I know. Like, I would have thought at least you'd be on the receiving end of a couple of those and then just like a blubbering, like, red-eyed mess. No, no. There definitely was probably crying involved in the breakups, but I was the heart. I broke up with everyone, the heartbreaker. Wow. Now, what I would do sometimes, I know I would make it quick, but I'd try to get the tears in the eyes to at least make it seem like... You were hurt. I was hurt by doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. That. I wonder if Brian Kelly did that. Do you think Brian Kelly had tears in the eyes as he talked to the Notre Dame team? I would think so. I would at I least. I don't know appre- Brian Kelly though. So. Even if it was insinc- insincere, the tears on his part, I would appreciate him having tears in his eyes if I was a Notre Dame player, simply for the effort I gave to be at that seven a.m. meeting to get broken up with. The least Brian Kelly could do was get some tears out there. Ellis, you paid him a little bit more for that breakup than you did with your uh, friend. Yeah, yeah, five dollars <laughs> compared to fifteen million. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Brian, I hope for Notre Dame players' sake that you dragged them out of bed seven a.m. in cold ass South Bend, Indiana. That at least you tried to shed a tear in the eleven minutes you spoke with the team and provide okay? them breakfast and coffee. I hope that was there. Yeah, for tomorrow them. we're actually going to talk about that because he needed to have brought donuts or bagels or at least some sort of pastry. We're going to talk about that uh, tomorrow. We have a lot, a lot a lot to do based off of this tomorrow. I do want to tell you real quick though about EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning has been doing it since 2006. They're family owned and operated. They handle your plumbing needs as well. Oh, Ken, I I hear stuff about a lot of AC companies. No, but do those AC companies try and revolve their appointment schedule around you? 
No, that's what they do at EDS Air Conditioning. Hey, at the holidays when you have family down from up north and it's in the 80s here, this morning was cool. It's hot now. If your AC goes down during the day, guess what? Your family members from up north during the holiday season, they're going to dislike you greatly. Make sure your AC is in check because uh, EDS Air Conditioning is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They use the best equipment. Get a hold of them. EDSAirConditioning.com. That's EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. Tina's back with me tomorrow. We'll have a very important discussion about what the best food is for a morning meeting. You're going to have to be a part of this. She's Christina Costanza. You'll hear her at 3 with the home team. I'm Ken Levick. I've been live on ESPN 106.3.